Welcome to the Glory Boys Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Trev, here to tell you that our original audio file for this episode was corrupted. But not to worry, we were able to pull in-camera audio that was a little bit quiet. We weren't planning on using it. We enhanced it with AI, and it's at least bearable. So if you would just stick with us, there's a lot of great value in this episode. Let's get into it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Glory Boys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Austin. I'm Darren. I'm Trev. And I'm Ray. And this podcast was designed to help creatives build wealth. And today we have an exciting episode for you guys. We sit down with Sean and Luke from Edison Creative, an amazing video and animation production studio here in Omaha. Mm -hmm. Uh, So much value. I got so many things out of this conversation and we cannot wait to share it with you. We hope this episode is super inspiring to you. I know it was for me. These guys are incredible. We've looked up to them for years. And so if you're listening to this podcast right now, you don't know who Edison Creative is, you definitely want to listen to this podcast. Um, You're going to be inspired to either start your business, continue to grow, continue to learn things, um, go outside of the comfort zone of your natural, normal um, business and do things that are new. Um, You're going to feel stretched and strengthened. And I just truly believe that this episode is going to inspire you. Yeah. If you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Instagram at the glory boys pod find us on TikTok at the glory boys podcast. And this episode drops on YouTube and all your favorite podcast streaming platforms. And if you want to see all the behind the scenes, all the music videos, all the other kind of videos that we do, just go follow us on our main account at glory visuals on YouTube and on Instagram. And you can see all the day-to-day shenanigans that we do every single day and how we like to have fun here. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. (laughs) Today on the show, we have special guests Luke Bullen and Sean Gorley here from Edison Creative. Yeah. Uh, Luke is the owner of Edison. Sean sits as their creative director. Thank you guys for being here. We're pumped to have you in the studio. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So let's just start off uh, like we do with most of our guests. Just give us a background of... um, who you guys are, how your journey started in kind of video production and animation, um, and then how did that lead to, to starting Edison? So Edison Creative started in 2005 um, in my basement house <laughs> in Colorado Springs. Yeah. And Sean was living with me at the time who ended up marrying his sister, so we're actually brother-in-laws. Um, yeah, <laughs> but before that, Sean and I actually did all sorts of work for our church, uh, you know, graphic design, video production, all sorts of stuff. Um, and so we've been working together since like he was 16, I think I was 19 or 29 on that. Yeah, I'm 40 and we'll be 41 this year. Yeah, wow, so long time. that is a yeah. long time. Do you guys have a fight? Oh, dude. oh yeah, I think I'm yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like I think it's with all you know relationships. Like you either have like a servicey level thing where you have those like nitty gritty. Like we're gonna we're gonna we have two different personalities. We yeah. have like two ways of approaching stuff, and so like a lot of like yes, it's, it'd be amazing if if those two things completely lined up every time. Yeah, but you know they don't. I mean, I've been I've known Luke longer than know my wife. You know, right. it's just like and. For any sort of health relationship, you have to be a little bit, you know, honest. And sometimes, I mean, those suck. But like those moments, like definitely suck, and especially when your team grows and you're you're having those. But like, I think we've, I think we've definitely gotten into a, a better place of of trying to when these conflicts arise, just 
All right, let's talk about this real quick. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah, and let's talk like resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's the thing. It's like over the years we've had lots of those, and it, you know, in the earlier years, it was it was like, oh, are we doing the right thing? Should we still be working together? This is this is horrible. Yeah. Like, and but it, it wouldn't get to that point. Like, it would be working fine for like months or sometimes even years, and then it would just kind of like compound and just you know and boil up over the surface and yeah. i just be like so pissed off at each other yeah. <laughs> and, but like you know we we've kind of learned how to deal with that now like it's just you know we have a kind of like this unspoken uh you know rapport between the two of us well, yeah okay we just need to go to the conference room and bash this out like yeah okay what's what's going on what did i say you know <laughs> what happened here you know and i think like it that really really has helped yeah, our working relationship, and honestly, we've become closer just as friends too. I think through that. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of like personalities, Sean's right up on that. Like our personalities are you know very different, and I think it's like it's almost like a a work marriage in in the yeah, sense because it's like sure. you, have, you have to realize you know how the other person works and how they respond to things. They're not going to respond to things the same way you do. You know, mm-hmm. right? I'm notorious for like underestimating time on a shoot. Right, and it drives Sean crazy, and he's like, "I'll be like, you can get out in like 30, 45 minutes." <laughs> and Sean's like, "It's going to take us three hours at least." <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's it's figuring out, you know, when to give and take on that stuff. Yeah, and and understanding like, hey, you know, there's there's there are things that the other person's stronger at. Yeah, and and I think like figuring out what their strengths are is a huge part of that. And it's like any relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and Luke is he made he's like he's really good at like causing relationships with clients mm-hmm. like yeah, i mean he he's he always jokes that he's like michael scott he just wants everybody to like him and so like <laughs> weird. but it's 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 kept us alive yeah like in terms of like business for all because i'm several just like i don't really care what people think about it <laughs> like i like probably to i mean to a major fault yeah like i mean i just kind of be like i'm I don't lose sleep at night if I feel like somebody doesn't like me. Like, sure. I guess I'm just not their bread and butter. Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of, and it's probably like, you know, I have to get deeper and anything like that. It's probably like over the years of like walls that I built or something like that. But sure. I just got to a place where I it's like, it doesn't really bother me when somebody doesn't like me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Luke has, I mean, he has through everything I think that we've always done, he's always maintained pretty good relationship unless there's just a client that is just, the worst, the worst. I mean, like he's he's you know he's the type of person. It's like he, if he feels like a client is like doesn't like it, something like that. He, he really goes after it and tries to make amends and like he tries to really understand like what is going on. What yeah. like why are we why are we rubbing you the wrong way? Like, mm-hmm. Why are you like accepting like you actually came to us or your boss? Like we just you know we have you know we've had clients before where it's like you know we're kind of like within a marketing team, like had been working for them for so long, we're kind of maybe, maybe pushed into like onto somebody and we, we kind of felt that rub, but you know, it's, it, it that's that it, it is really strange. Cause it's like, um, you think that like the more time you spend us in one, the more you like are like each other, but it's like, it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of their own, their own individuals. Yeah. I love that relationship. I think that's something that we share with you guys as like, uh, to, you know, had headed company per se um and just i feel like five years in we're just kind of starting to learn 
our differences and strengths and how to embrace those rather than both try to be good at everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, has as part of why we've been so drawn to you guys. And I, I'm, as you were talking, I was kind of cracking up because I feel like Luke and I share some similarities. You guys share some similarities almost as like the, the opposites kind of attracting sure. yeah. um, and making it work. And it's just funny how like, you guys both have red beards and this is kind of hilarious right now but, um, predestined yeah for sure um i feel like we could probably spend this whole time talking about just that dynamic yeah no kidding two leaders i think it's something that we recommend to people all the time because i think a lot of people have this uh notion that to to be a good content creator a good filmmaker everyone's making it about themselves with their sure. youtube and, and whatnot and i think there's a lot of lone wolves out there that are going to get burnt out and i think it takes a, a good co-part to really make something lasting and sustainable and it is a marriage we joke all the time that we're each other's work husband sure and, sure you know the reality is we spend more time with each other right and we <laughs> do with our wives right. yeah. um, and my wife is way hotter <laughs> and same with mine so, yeah, i guess is there was there like a turning point for you guys or was there a realization in your relationship where that started to kind of unlock that or was it really just learning to communicate and to not bottle that up? Yeah, I think for me, you know, for a long time it was just Sean and I. And yep. then we, we hired Skylar as, a, as our third employee. Um, and, you know, the more people that we added to the team, the more... Sean and I had to basically become closer because, like, we need each other to help run this sh the shop. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so like we need to be on the same page with stuff, and we need to like realize that there were strengths and weaknesses between the two of us, and where I might be lacking in supporting the team, Sean could come in and really support that, um, and vice versa. And so I think like that has been an interesting dynamic over the years. Just as we've grown, um, I think that there's been a, a, a big um, growth between the two of us too and on our relationship and just kind of realizing what our strengths and weaknesses, weaknesses are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think in terms of like a, a, a specific, you know, turning point, I, I, I can't really pinpoint one time because I know that's like yeah. a lot of like, you know, that's where we disagreed on stuff, but I, I probably, you know, uh, I would say eight years ago, maybe five, six, seven, eight years ago, something like that. Uh, there was, I know we had one really, really big, big blow up and, and it was, it was a pretty much a crossroads of like, are we going to continue doing this together? Are we, mm -hmm. and, and I remember that being, you know, like, I don't really want to do video production without Sean. Sure. Like personally, I would just rather like go find something else to do. Yeah. I, I work at Home Depot or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I, I just like, for me, we have such a, a good like rapport with how we work and how we approach stuff. Like I can't really imagine doing a project without Sean. That wasn't like, that didn't add value. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like what he brings to the table creatively is just like, what well, I can't do. I can't do it. You know, like I, I can come up with like this idea, but then the special sauce that Sean sprinkles on it yeah. is like so much better. And then like, there's times when I'll come up with an idea and Sean's like, that's great, but what if we totally didn't do that? And, did this instead? <laughs> and it's a lot better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of humility in that. Yeah, uh, working relationships. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at some point there was probably pride on both of your sides, and you had to decide at one point. 100 percent for sure. Because I know I have to die to myself. Yeah, if saying with this company, even with just having multiple employees that care about people's opinions and thoughts and ideas, and I want to bring them into 
to the table. But for me, I am a big idea guy and I do think like thousand years out and I'm like, oh, we should do, shoot a movie. But like, what's reality? What, what do we sure. do today? And so, um, yeah, I have to swallow my pride in those moments where I have these cool big ideas and then Austin's like, yeah, actually that's cool. But like, we'll type this little note and we'll put it in this little safe place and we'll yeah. visit it in five years when it makes sense. Yeah. It's, I think I, the, the pride thing is, it, it's hard because it's like, I, I try to, I, I find myself prefacing what I, what I say a lot just because I'm trying, because I, because I know, like, I, I process things differently than, than other people process things. And it's like, I, I want someone to know it, that, you know, yes, that is a good idea, but here's my idea and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm like, please hear me. I am not telling you that my idea is better, but like when we're talking about this thing, when we're talking about this client project, when we're talking about this passion project, when we're talking about this, I'm just coming at it from a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you my ideas like with better, but like, it's just, you know, I think everybody thinks differently. And so like there are yeah. times where like somebody, I think that's the thing with, um, creative directors, directors, whatever, you can get a script that you didn't write and you start reading it and making notes and stuff like that. And it, it could, you give it to two completely separate people, this can be a two completely separate video. But for sure, like it's, you know, even if you have like, like notations, like, oh, like, you know, camera tracks in or like starts on here, like totally different. You have a completely different video, yeah. like the yeah. vibe, yeah. The, whether the dialogue is like color. Yeah, exactly. Feel. So it's like, it's just, it's, it's really, and I mean, and sometimes it does, it does come down to maybe which idea is better, but I, I don't know. It's, I think it, <clears throat> there almost is a time where, um, it's, it's what idea kind of hits your gut a little bit more yeah. and like, and then when, when you say it out loud and everybody can, and it does, it, I think there is definitely a dying of self. Cause like, you know, everybody, especially working with a big team, everybody has their ideas and yeah. it's like. And I think it is your job as like owner and creative director to take those ideas in, kind of process them and, and kind of figure out which one is, is going to be the most clear, you know, what's going to be the most concise. If we yeah. have another mystery, you know, that was great taking the wild message stuff like that. And yeah, but not trying to be like a creative dictator. Yeah. You know, and I think that sometimes with stronger personalities, you can, come across as a creative dictator. Do, yeah. do you approach that differently working with clients than you do working with your own team and like that back and forth of the vision of the project? I mean, maybe, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think sometimes with, with clients, like it's hard because, um, as you, you know, they've come to you as like an expert in some whatever shape, where form, like, you know, like they like, oh, saw this video, we really liked, you know, you know, or that we heard of you through these guys and they really like working for you. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, they kind of, you know, delve out like what they want to do and like what that video is. And like, we, we take it and we, we kind of process it and, and, you know, either come up with a concept or like a rough script or something like that. And like 95% of the time, like it, it kind of just gets like, torn apart and like you know but we and we try to push it as much as we can to to you know be like a you know like take our advice like this is you know this is this is how you'd go with it yeah. you guys are like you know like your the vision for what was originally supposed to be this thing is like uh anyways long you know 
kind of long winded say is like it, it is it does it is a little bit easier I think like sometimes with our own stuff because like we don't have to answer to yeah a client right mm-hmm. like we just have to be like in our heads it's like well, the meetings are a little bit more fun <clears throat> it's like it all just becomes like a yeah. lot like what's yeah. the coolest idea like sure. what what is what is the what is the thing that we're gonna be like happy at the end of the day yeah and no one's like at the like no one's going to we don't have to give this to somebody and then be like no you can't like that's not what we want to do yeah like that's just so i guess there's a little bit of a different process but i can think it too like like you have to like think about demographics and yeah what's your messaging and there's so many angles that you're going at um so i think that you know that's something that we've learned as well over the years is like when we do approach a project we are first thinking about who is their audience you know what i mean and and kind of backing up from there but um, and what I want to side rail, uh, no, that, yeah, uh, no, that's great. I have a, a follow up question on that, but before I ask that, I do want, I think it's important to give context. Um, can you guys just run us through like currently, what is kind of the structure of your guys's team? Obviously you offer much more than just live action film and video. Um, so maybe just quickly give us a, a brief of your service as a company and then kind of your team breakdown. Yeah. So there are eight of us um right now on staff and most of us are animators or illustrators because we do a lot of animation and motion graphics and stuff like that um and then basically sean and i are the live action team um coben is also a writer and so he kind of uh he's a switch hitter like he'll do like 3d animation and modeling and everything else and then they'll also be doing writing as well so um sick yeah so it, it helps to have another writer yeah. as well to kind of bounce ideas i i you you know historically have done most of the writing but having coben come in and kind of help support that he also has his own very unique way of writing stuff and yeah. really fun and, and quirky sometimes so um so that's been a really good dynamic i think for us um you know we're we we go we have and flow in terms of like whether we have more animation or live action. And that's honestly gotten, that got us through some really tough times is we've had the fallback of getting, of doing animation, doing motion. Um, and so we got to the point to where we became known as one of the, the studios in town to go to for that stuff. Yeah. Just because we built up the, you know, team and the portfolio for that. Um, we want, we want to be doing a lot more live action as well. Uh, and so, and we do get to do that. We, I think we do a lot of the mixed media too, where we're actually doing emotional and mm-hmm. live action. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like that's one, one of our big strengths is, is that, um, but you know, I think Sean and I, I again, like we've kind of realized where we can support each other with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we bring in contractors from time to time to, to do larger shoots and, and to help us, you know, for either grip or sure as you know another camera ob or something like that they think um but that's essentially our team and that's you know kind of been our workflow but uh, we're, we're definitely heavier on the animation illustration side uh it's in terms of live action primarily the team is sean and i and we know with the exception of coming helping with writing itself so got it and how many years so you've been in business so it was just you two then you hired skylar kind of part-time to full-time and then you obviously you moved up Omaha, but did yeah. you have some of that? Yeah, so we we moved back to Omaha in '09, I think. Yeah, it was like yeah, year '09. Yeah, so it was all we're only in Colorado up there for like three or four years. Okay, working, 
And then um, here in Omaha, we kind of just started trying to build up the local clientele. Because mm-hmm. most of our stuff was still in Colorado and and, and Ike and, and uh, Memphis. And, you know, over the years, we have been able to do that, been able to try to do a lot of, you know, networking with agencies and local businesses and stuff like that. And so we've gotten to the point where I, you know, I feel we have a pretty good reputation now in terms of, you know, what our services offer. But yeah. I've been building a team up over the years and, you know, now we're exclusively, you know, we were doing kind of a little bit like the full service agency thing. We're doing websites, we're doing design and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. My background is in, is in graphic design and, and, you know, which is fine. And I still do it from time to time, but primarily like video and storytelling is our, is our sweet spot now. So that's yeah. kind of what, you know, mm-hmm. what we've been doing for the past 13 years is exclusively that. Love that. Thanks for the breakdown. And what I love about your guys' team is that everybody that I've met at least on your guys' team is like so talented and so creative. It's stupid. Like we shot <laughs> Dylan's wedding a few years ago and like yeah. obviously I've stayed up to date with his stuff. I met Skylar at Hardy, you know, way back. But that was actually the first time I'd heard of you guys was meeting Skylar. Um, and just like everybody that I've met is just insanely talented, insanely creative. And so that leads me to my question. Uh, with a team of such talented, creative people, how do you guys empower them to be able to run in their strengths, but also kind of, how do you balance between giving your creative vision and being that creative dictator with the team? How do you properly empower them? Does that make sense? Yeah. I have no idea. Well, (laughs) I think it does go to like strengths and weaknesses. Honestly, like realizing what, and and just having honest conversations with them, like you know, what do you want to what, you know, maybe not what is your weakness, you know, how how do you suck? (laughs) But it's like you know, what do you want to learn more about? What do you want to you know what? How do you want to, you know, what skills do you want to improve on? And that will kind of give you a clear understanding of like where they feel they're lacking, because like. Yeah, me me going up to Dylan or or Haley and me like, okay, so illustration wise, you need to work on this. But but saying like, hey, is there anything that you guys want to try to try to ex- you know experiment with, or what 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 kind of new skills do you want to learn? And then that kind of fills in the gap of like, okay, well, you know, like for Haley, it was she went to learn more, you know, Disney esque cell animation, traditional style animation stuff, and so. You know, I, I enrolled her in a course to do that. And so, like, that's kind of been the way of, of empowering. Okay. So, yeah, kind of continuing education. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, with Dylan, and, and like, that's hard to empower that guy with art. But but he wants to, like, he wants to learn animation as well. So, it's like, okay, well, we've got him a, a, a you know, a 2D animation program that is specific for, like, more cell-generated, you know, animation. And so, he's been kind of experimenting with that. Um, but I think it's all about, like, finding where those gaps are and where they want to exceed and what can excel at and and finding solutions for them or helping them find solutions to that. Yeah. And, a lot, and a lot of times they come to us and, and they're like, well, they, I found this course. It'd be awesome if I could do this. Or I found this. It'd be awesome if I get these set of brushes. You know, that's still an actual Yeah, it's, for sure. That, for sure. Like, so we'll spend extra you know, cash to go get him a new set of brushes yeah. for his, you know, for Berkeley or something. And that's like, he's thrilled. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he'll just go nuts and try to, you know, explore all different kinds of ways to do that. That's so cool. So how long, how long does a, like a animation like project come into play and how long does it take to get that through the door? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And that 
I tell the answer I'm going to give you is the answer I give all my clients. Just like it varies. <laughs> just like with video. Just like with video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it, yeah, it definitely depends on like what it is. I mean, we try to like give about, if you're talking about like a 60, 30, yeah, 30 to 45 second, like, um, vector after effects, you know, jam, like any sort of thing explainer. Yeah. We try to at least give ourselves about two months to, you know, like, okay. which is usually not the case. Yeah, See, like, this is the typical because yeah. it's always like four, six weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like two, you know. <laughs> I, like, I like to, I like to like overrest. Oh, yes, and yeah. then and then and then deliver before that. Yeah, and they're like, oh, thanks, and you're like, you're welcome. Uh, I'm, I'm Luke in this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're bitter. Yeah. <laughs> I think like that better. Yeah, fourteen days. You're like, I think we can squeeze this in two hours. <laughs> yeah, this work. Like, like, bro, this literally will take me two full days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it does. So how does that? What does that process look like when you get it though? Do you guys like, do you guys oversee it at the end of it or did the whole team look at it? Like, how do you break it down? I, th- I mean, I, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, it, I think we all wear multiple hats, yep. you know, like, cause I mean, a lot of times people can have a good idea. I mean, t- yes, two months, but then, I mean, we had, and you know, Luke talking about like learning stuff. We also like, um, for smart chicken last year, we had like this project for them that was completely 3D animated, like which we had done one of the project years ago. Like, yeah. and when I say we, I mean Skyward did it. Like he, <laughs> it was like secret, like low poly count and stuff like that. It was kind of this like tour through Omaha for the Omaha Chamber. But so this was going to be like two 30 second fully 3D animated yeah. like spots for Smart Chicken. For Smart Chicken. And that took us and took us in terms of like, I think me and Luke did like one little scene because I had like a PNG render because I don't know how to 3D animate and neither does Luke. Right. Um, and Luke did, you know, a color pass and like the the music and stuff like that. It took the team probably about a year to do two spots. Wow. Like they worked on it for the better part of like eight months. And again, that's like still sprinkled them with other work, but yeah. some yeah. of them, like code would work around pretty much that exclusively for at least six months. And it's and, and in those moments sometimes it, it sucks because like, you know, Coben I sit here, Coben's right across from here, and those be times where like, you know, Cinema 4D will shut down or like Yeah. And, you know, Coben is I, I love that guy. And but like you could tell when he's like mm, he's just had a oh, up to here and you're just like and like you feel so bad for him because you're like i'm like hey man what's wrong he's like ah it's crash i don't know how to do this and i'm i got this this you know this uh this rap for this character isn't working and i'm like oh man you should google it and i was like because i don't know anything about it but oh man luckily we have also some extended edison family um, like Kristen Zara and um, yeah. some people that you know are really good friends of ours mm-hmm. that do this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. lean from like Jim Wagner and stuff that are really great people to mm-hmm. pick up a phone call or you know if like hey, I'm really busy right now but like call me in like a couple hours and sure. then we can talk through it and stuff like that. So that way it, it's really great to be able to have you know outside sort of like yep friends and mentors that we can also kind of but the edge putting the education thing like we're circling back around to that that question that long sure. you know how long does it take that was a little bit of like an education within a a job yeah it's, yeah it's nice to kind of find those but like i feel like with those you've got to 
you've got to pat that. Mm. You know, it's not a yes. um, it's not an Austin and Luke. We can do that in a couple hours. It's a it's like <laughs> yeah. we we've got to we've got to pad this bad boy because mm. there are parts of it. Yes, we can theoretically we can do this, mm -hmm. but there are going to be some things that we're going to come up against. Yeah, that we have no idea what to do. Yes, yeah. not tell the client yeah. that. Right. But we have right. yeah. So that was going to be my next question: yeah. is how do you how do you sell a client or do you not on the fact that this is going to be a massive learning undertaking for your company? Cause I, I love that. Just even knowing that you guys do that, like unlock something in me that I think I've been trying to manage is like, how do we balance putting extra time into projects to right. learn new things to right. get better and learn new skills and take our work to the next level, but also manage the risk of the time, you know, that, you know, you're not, I'm not going to go to a client and say, hey, I'm going to bill you for 40 hours, but 30 of you, sure. I'm going to be actually learning tutorials. Right. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. So yeah, how do you, uh, yeah, how do you manage? That's a great question. It's a really good question. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act because you kind of need to know the skill of, I mean, if it's going to be you learning it, you need to kind of know your own, you know, skill on, on how you excel in, in learning and how you can, uh, even what kind of self-learner are you? Mm. Um, and if it's to your team members, you kind of need to gauge on past experiences, like how have they been able to to do this and adapt? I mean, there's times where like, I'll go up to Coben or Haley and be like, hey, I have this this idea of this thing. Do you think this is doable? Mm -hmm. And then we'll have a really like honest conversation about that. It's like, well, I don't know how to do that right now. Okay, then do you think you could learn? And if you did learn, how long would it take you to do this? And so I kind of gauge budget on that. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'll kind of cut that fat budget in half in terms of learning curve. Um, on you know on our side, the client won't actually see that reflected in the red bill. But sure. But for me, I'm like, okay, say it's gonna take forty hours to learn this program. I'm gonna build them for like ten or fifteen. It's sure, right? You know. Um, but because the reality is, work's still getting done on this project. Yeah, characters still getting created. Yep, the stuff is still getting done. Yep, but it's also taking an exponentially longer time than if they were proficient in it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of like finessing and finding that, that sweet balance of like, okay, I think based on my knowledge, you know, I, I don't know how to make this 3D object or where I don't know how to make this thing animate, but I know I could figure this out with the right tutorials and the right things. And when did it switch from, you know, I think you always get faced with those jobs that come in and you're like, uh, like we could probably do it, but I don't know if we should. Yeah. yeah. When when did that threshold like, all right, guys, we're gonna accept it and and take on the project to challenge the team? Like we can deliver, we will be able sure. to if this happen. Because um, for us, I feel like we get approached by people and like, hey, we pitch this to like six other people in town, and they all turned it down because it's too big for them. And we're like, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But I think there you get to you get to a place where um, you just kind of like. I don't know. You just say, all right, like, let's, let's we'll go. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. I mean, that's kind of how we run the business. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one. yeah. Cool. I mean, like, I mean, with the animation stuff, like, I mean, it's not like, like Coben or Skylar or Alyssa or Haley had never opened up. So yeah. Right. Hell yeah. It's totally, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, I mean, they were like, they had, they had done a lot. I mean, and we obviously like went to them, like, because smart chicken had come to us and be like, listen, we really like those Kroger ends. Like those are really great. And can you guys do something like that for us? And so like it was, it was like a well done. And then you know, kind <laughs> of having like, hey, can we can we do this? Yeah, sort of thing. But um, I mean, like what? I mean, what do you mean in terms of like, what's like a? I mean, is it a big project that like people can't take because? So basically, I mean, are you cool? With, I'm not gonna 
No names or <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, okay, so yeah. we're recently approached by a client who has been doing all of their brand launch video campaigns through a national agency, spending a hundred thousand dollars per brand. Yeah, um, to do basically a four and a half minute, you know series of ad breakout but in one cohesive story sure in four and a half minutes so you can just cut out 20 30 second chunks so like four to five 30 seconds yeah yeah, yeah. um and they approached us and said hey we we're looking to partner with somebody local we worked with them in the past and essentially they're looking for us to provide that level of production which looking at their video like they do a great job obviously they're a massive company um but i don't feel like it's it's a stretch is basically what it feels like is like yeah. okay yes we're confident we can turn out a product right. it's going to be excellent is this a, a definite step up for us in terms right. of production level absolutely we're going to start you know we're going to have to rent some gear we're going to have yeah. to pull, you know maybe pull in some other people outside of just our core team like and so that's kind of what um what the tension is of like our gut instinct is yes absolutely we'll yeah. figure this out for you but i think we also want to maintain a reputation and right. for sure we, we don't want to sell ourselves too high. I think my natural bent is to undersell ourselves and our, our abilities um, because I'm just naturally a critical person. I'm, I'm the cynic and so I'm self-critical. And so I'm usually the one that will sell us short because I'm so terrified of selling ourselves too high. Sure. And then coming up short, I just, I can't do that. And so I think that's where the tension comes in of like, at what level is it like, okay, this actually probably is sure. not a good idea for us to take on. And maybe so, that's, yeah. You know. So to me, the answer to that is, do you know people in the industries that you can call on mm. to help you with this? Like whether it's mentors or whether it's like contractors that can actually, that have a portfolio, uh, have experience doing that stuff yeah, that you could pull in to help with that. Because that's, I mean, a lot of times, like we accepted this, this big 3D project that Coben was like, no, I don't know if I could do this right now. And so I do have a buddy though that Jim Wagner could do it. It was that Massport um, project with like this photorealistic, like three pumps, right? They're like septic pumps, it's whatever. But, <laughs> uh, but we had to make it. the cool our website with like the lighting and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, because those are sick. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that was all 3D, right? Oh, okay, um, sick. And so, like, we literally thought it was video, so. They were watching it. There's one that is video, but it's the most important about the art. Okay, or 3D. Mm. Um, and and even that one has some 3D elements. And oh, I got it. We yeah. threw a few shots in there. Yeah. But, you know, Jim coming in and building that and then walking gear. But even that, like, that was a good, I mean, kind of backing up to the previous conversation. That was a good learning experience for COVID because he then saw, oh, okay, I actually I could do this. Mm. Since then, he's actually built out some of these other so, models. Because they're like, yeah, they're using them on it. It's like multiple purpose. Like they're using them on their website. You can like go in and like click on them and like rotate them. So, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really, Still, yeah, it's a really, but yeah, Coben kind of like picked that project up. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think it is, there's, there's time where like our project seems scary, but then like when you start thinking about like, well, like maybe we could farm this part of it out you yeah. know so yeah they sure like i mean i feel like we've had multiple projects where we're like had all i mean we brought kristen in on yeah. one project i mean when we when it was just when we were still back to mastercraft like we we had a project mastercraft yeah through a buddy <laughs> um caleb kofik and like we were doing this this nike project for black history month it was all animation it was all like motion graphics and stuff like that and 
it was like, you know, it's exciting. You're like, oh my God, we're doing the thing for Nike? Yeah, sweet, let's visit. Yeah. And, um, but then the, act, the work actually started and like, I had like imposter syndrome, like in a mofo. Like I, I remember just like, there was a time where we were, we had gotten all the artwork and we we're all kind of taking scenes, taking little like chunks of animation. And we, they wanted like test animations. Like, hey, like, can you kind of like give us to what you're, what you're doing? I spent a week on four seconds of animation, like, and was like, like, would just like do something, start over, do something, start over. And like, just like sweating bullets. Yeah. And like, so we sent it to him. And like, I remember I was driving home and like Luke called and was like, dude, like, um, we just heard back from Nike. Um, they love what you and Skylar did and actually like, didn't really like Caleb did. And so it was like, it was, it was kind of a confidence boost. Like mm -hmm. we were like, oh man, like that's great. Like, and so it kind of took that into the rest of the, pro I mean, there were still definitely moments of like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like what about like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like the, pro I mean, it's like, it's something that we still show. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, and that was like one of the very first big national spots that we'd ever done. And like, there was a lot of pressure on all of us. I mean, it was like, holy crap, this is amazing. This is a great opportunity. And yeah. Well, there was, and there, there was even stuff in there that was like, hey, can you do this? And you're like, oh, totally sure. Like, it's, you know, it was this illustrated art that was like, they wanted to <laughs> yeah, like. that was the follow-up one. Right? Yeah, it was like, wanted, well, no, no, no. I was like, even talking about like, the people in that. It was like, we're doing like puppet pin stuff to make. I and mean, we just like illustrated oh, yeah. where it was like, they wanted them to look like they were yelling. And like, it just, it, it yeah, there are illustrations that we had to like animate the yeah. illustrations. Okay. And it was before we had really crap. I mean, this was not before we knew a lot of this right. stuff. Right. So it was, it was, and that was, I mean, to me, like, even that was something that I like, I, I learned a ton in because like, you know, in After Effects, there's this amazing thing, like a speed graph. And like Caleb was really, really good at that. Like it, it just adds a little bit more, like you animate a circle from left to right and just it going like at a constant rate is okay, Kurt. But the, spe mm -hmm. the speed graph, it kind of gives it that emotion and then mm -hmm. like that feeling. So it was like, he was really good at using that and and knowing when to, you know, start something slow and speed it up or starts me fast and slow it down. Mm -hmm. And so I, I gleaned a lot. Like I, I mean, there's nothing that I, in After Effects that I don't use speed graph now. And so that, I mean, for me, was like a big learning thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I think like, I think well, a big thing for us, because like it is, it's daunting to just think about like a project that comes in that that seems like way too aggressive for us to just handle. I think once you start kind of like opening your horizons and realizing like, okay, maybe we don't have to do all of this, but we can be the ones to like give the creative vision. Yeah, and then, like yeah. this is what we're looking for. Like I think like I think working with other people, you have to be clear on your creative vision mm -hmm. because if you're not you're going to get some work and it's happening it's happens us all the time it's for it's like you you're not entirely clear and then somebody goes and does something and then like you know they quit up the week's worth of time and and you're like that's ah, not really that i was thinking mm -hmm. and like so yeah, yeah. i feel like you you've got to be really clear yeah on on what you're asking people for sure you know because i mean and that's where like things that like those tensions start building up because you're just like you know they've 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 interpreted what they thought you know and did something that they spent you know it doesn't matter if it's a week or even yeah a couple hours yeah it's like a couple hours is like is in our industry that's like that was that was money yeah and so it's like i think you just really have to be 
clear on what that vision. One thing that I love that I just hear like woven through like your company is that not not one of you kind of carries the weight of the lid of creative ability. It's like you were sitting down and doing some animation, but also with Skylar, but also what's it? Go Coven. Yeah. So Coven and like it sounds like yeah, and you obviously are going to sit down and start animating. Like you just know that that's not your strength, and so it's really cool that everyone kind of brings a, a different level of value and, and together it creates this monster of Edison. That's just the pristine place to go over for an home. So I mean, it's, I, it, like there are, there are times where it's like, you know, I feel like we're functioning well and we like, we know, we know what we're doing, but then there's a lot of time drumming. Like now why, why, why don't we have this figured out? Like after this long, like, like what's going on? Like, um, I think that there are definitely times where, especially when you when you factor in like passion projects yeah. and stuff like that, like it's me and Luke have a tendency to revert back to like, oh, it's just me and Luke, and like we're because these people are like we want this passion thing to happen so bad mm-hmm. that we want them to be working on that while we're taking the brunt of like employee sure stuff. Um, yeah and so like that that i think we definitely have to like snap each other back into reality sometimes and be like bro we've got we've got six employees <laughs> yeah and some of them could be doing some of this stuff yeah but there is this the you know we we want that sort of so bad we mm-hmm. want that to be sort of out of the the clutches that's a really dramatic word of like and you know <laughs> client work Sure. You know, so yeah. it. And it's like, not that we're not grateful for it, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, because we've been doing this for so long, there's a point where you do want to, you know, make something of your own, but also have that thing be the thing that is paying the bills. For sure. You know, sort of thing. Yeah. So that's where it's like, you know, finding that balance. We do, like, I think you always just kind of have to, the, it is nice when things feel balanced, but those scales can easily, mm-hmm. easily just, the, you know, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And you just, you know, you kind of have to like snap yourself back into reality and, you know, find that balance again. Yeah. It's a constant snapping back into reality, if you like. Snap back to reality. <laughs> oh, the ghost got me. Oh, they want. I love that. Speaking of passion projects that pay the bills, uh, the Axiom Chronicles, what, did that start as a, pa- as a passion project? What's that, Austin? I don't know. <laughs> Chronicles. I could try to tell you, but these guys will probably do a lot yeah. better job at it. Yeah, it totally started as a bachelor project. So Dylan Wheelock, our, our lead illustrator, um, had a like a stack of journals when I met him to interview him. And um, it was over at Hardy Coffee, right over there in Medicine. And <laughs> I was looking through his journals, and I, I caught some of this artwork uh, specifically of these characters, and I was like, this is... This is amazing. I remember getting off that, get, getting out of that interview, and calling Sean right away and being like, "This this kid draws like Gandhi Tartakovsky, which is like, you know, childhood hero Sean's man of childhood, but like high school hero." Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, like, I, 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 yeah, I wanted to like, I like when I was in high school, like drew all the time. I wanted to draw comic books, and then like you know, you had discouraging teachers that were like very much like you're not gonna make. A living Lauren. Like, you know, I, mean, I was I, I was in high school like years ago. Like I feel like now, like that sort of thing is like encouraged. You know, yeah, like, yeah. And then Rita's like the arts and stuff like that. But like my like I remember taking like a video class my senior year and like the librarian was teaching it. You know, <laughs> librarians, but it was like it was like I didn't care and there was like four people in it. It, uh-huh. just, it like nobody it just it wasn't it yeah. wasn't that. Yeah. And um 
But yeah, like so, I, I love, yeah, Genny Tartakovsky was. So he did like Samurai Jack. Jack and, okay, like, yes. You know, I kind of, you know, early Cartoon Network show. Okay. Okay. And so I was really excited about this. And I said, you know, we got to hire this guy. <laughs> I don't know if I can go broke, but I just need to figure out a way to get yeah. into the studio. Mm. And so um, Dylan joined the team and we started talking about this, these characters that he had and what does the world look like. And Coben was there at the time as well. I think he was kind of um, almost like interning kind of a contract at the time. And we were kind of all talking about this idea and that just snowballed into the Action Chronicles. And so it's, it, you know, it, we started off with was thinking, okay, let's create an action sequence with these characters in this world. And um, and just to do it as like a proof concept, like this could be kind of cool. So um, we put together this four minute piece of animation, which took a long time. Yeah, it's like almost a year and a half to create this four minutes of animation. Yeah, uh, and longer. Kind of woven in. So <laughs> 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 but it was woven in within our real work, right? Sure. And so there was this conference out in uh, California that we were like, okay, that'll be like our 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 deadline to get. Oh, but um, just to sprinkle it in, it was like we heard about this conference. Like Coben's brother is Paul Rudish, who is like was Kenny Tartagossi's like right hand man. Like when people talk about like, yeah. oh, Dan, no, we had no uh, idea. We when we talk about like, <laughs> the look of of Clone Wars and like Samurai Jack says that it, like Coben would be like, yeah, that's my brother. Like that's his drawing. Oh, like wow. tree. Uh, so like we and he works at Disney now. Did those? Have you seen those monkey cartoons before? Or like the one of like make it they're kind of like quirky, like, like almost, yeah, characters. Almost like Ren and Stimpy ish. Okay. Like it's almost to that point, but not kind of those casting enough. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he he's he did all those, and listen, they had that run, and so like we again outside, we've had the wonderful opportunities like be able to talk to this guy, and he's the one who told us about CTN. Yeah. And was like, you guys need to go to this thing. Mm. Um, so we took we took the Astro Hacktoon Chronicles to CTN. It was which was a fun trip. We all went to California together as a team and, and so this, this booth. We'd never done anything. What does that stand for again? Sorry, you might have already said it. Cartoon. So you live. Yeah. Create perfect. Cartoon. Totally. Yeah. Create Cartoon. Totally. I love that. I love that. But, you know, that just kind of like. Uh, it spurred on this idea that like, hey, let's 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 promote this thing as like a, as well as a real show. Really? And so we had a booth. Yeah, we had a booth. The guys put together like yeah, with lots, Dylan's artwork. People nice. were we bought yeah. it. We got we got some good interest. We got we had good conversations. It, 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 we, it, again, it was like imposter syndrome like set mm -hmm. in because like we were standing around this booth with this thing that we created. A lot of these people that were at this thing are like art students looking for jobs. And so they would like come and like show you their portfolio and we're like, that was great. And they're like, they're like what is the show? Can I work on it? We're like, no, maybe. <laughs> like, they're like, where does this show? And we're like, right here on the CPU. Like, that's where it is. Like, so it was, it was, but we also like a lot of, it was, it was very encouraging because those same kids would be like, I would watch this. Yes. I would watch this. Like, and then we had even people from studios come over and they would be like, I well, can I work on this? And we're like, if yes, like if we had money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
so we we kind of garnered interest from that and yeah we talked to you know, we actually was able to talk to a few people in the uh, industries like distributors that were interested in the show yeah and, and that like just boosted our confidence to be like hey actually maybe this could actually be it yeah right and so we got back to Omaha and started to think about the second half of this episode um and what that could look like and so we did a kickstarter raised funds for that completed the uh, the episode it's more of a proof of concept it's like 11 minutes now long and we shopped that around to hbo max and netflix and disney and cartoon network um nickelodeon and everybody loved it nickelodeon gave us a couple rounds in fact and we kind of you know went back and forth on story yeah. and stuff like that and it was we were really feeling positive but then at the end like it didn't get picked up yeah and, yeah. and the main reason nobody wants to that it's it, it's it's weird because like hollywood is feels like it, it goes in these these spurts of like they want new fresh ip and then they don't they want to don't want to take it right right, right right now that's that's kind of like i mean go for sure any original ip and i think that we we like it took us a couple of years to get in the groove of like of pitching this thing after we had like yeah but it's got our foot in the door but also it, like it was kind of right time right place because literally 2020 hit yeah and it was like everybody like luke finagled his way using linkedin and the power that it is so like literally <laughs> talk to people at, like that's how we got all these contacts yeah of, like people could people were more apt to take the amendments for sure but but at the end of it you could just feel this like tightening and uncertainty of 2020 yeah and people being like because like yeah i think everybody was afraid not that like oh that's the only reason because action chronicles is the best thing ever but it was like you could kind of tell like everybody what they, they they saw it and they liked it and they wanted something like that but they they were really focused on either reboots or something sure. yeah, and they should i mean the thing is this stuff has got to go all the way through the ranks right yeah. so it's got to get approved by all these different developments and they know like okay it might get to this department but it's definitely not going to get approved here because they're not going to take the risk Maybe. and so we learned like like sean said we learned a ton that year and the story got better like honestly like we improved the story we had to whittle we, it down we yeah. rewrote this pitch bible probably a dozen times no no joke mm -hmm. and we get to the end of it and <laughs> then i started to um i've been following my buddy chris wall who's the uh showrunner for Windfeather Chronicles or Windfeather Saga, sorry, Largest Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the Angel Studios network. Yeah. And uh, he has had tremendous success over there. Uh, and I, I gave him a call and one time I was like, hey, do you think this show would actually play well on Angel? Do you think it's worth like submitting it to the to the portal or whatever? And and he's like, Yeah, absolutely, you should try it. And so we did it. And after a couple of rounds there, um, we made it through their jury system, and which, come to find out, is a pretty stringent uh, process. They had no idea like how selective they are, um, which again just kind of made us feel really good about this thing. And that hey, probably does have legs in a little, little. So now tomorrow, actually, they they have this big event called Lemonade, and they're going to announce the show. Uh, as part of their slate for uh, this next year. So sick. Yeah. Go, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a right. page is going to go live yet on our site, but um, but when it does, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can take that budget from that one. 
project. Yeah, there you go. Throw it in the I mean, it's it. I think, you know, it it's it's a long journey, and you hear stories of like stuff sitting on, like executive producers' desks for ten years, and then they like they're like, hey, what's this thing? And so I mean, it's just been, like, there have been times where we would just wanted to like shelf the thing, yeah, not look at it ever again. But like, I think you know with me and Luke specifically, like we, we see the legs in it, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit and, and have always like Luke, especially has just been very tenacious in like trying to get this thing in front of people's eyes. Mm -hmm. The, the cool thing about hopefully, you know, and you know, we always, you know, me and Luke were, were, when we heard the news, Angel, we just even had a conversation where, like, how we tell the team? Because, like, we're, we're jumping for joy, but, like, we also know that there's this caveat of, like, that still has to get funded. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the cool thing is through all this is, like, you know, through all these conversations with Nickelodeon and Netflix and stuff like that, like, it, if Axiom Chronicles or some other of the ideas, because we ended up, like, being like, okay, well, we've got these ideas here, so let's pitch like we all have ideas like so we'll pitch other ideas to them like what do you because at the end of the day they they don't want we the, you know, the guys in the meantime why we're making it some practicals they're spending their tuesday nights like coben and dylan and lauren who used to work with with us and, and Kristen. they spend their their tuesdays like writing and plotting out what they don't want <laughs> they want you to tell them what the show is about in like two sentences mm. and why they should care about your main character or characters mm. that's really they just and then it becomes his dialogue that's yeah and that's universal too that's not just animation that's yeah like that's just everything yeah. yeah so we were thinking like hey look we have this pre-packaged like here you go like right. we've got it all plotted out mm-hmm. but you know at the end of the day whether they like it they not like it if somebody picked it up we would maybe have us like a slight hand in it like it was it was we got really close with another uh, an idea that Dylan had with Nickelodeon and it was going to be like maybe Dylan and Luke on a phone call every like once a week maybe to talk about the show like maybe like here here's a story idea but it's like with Angel we have like full control freedom like we like big deal. you know like Luke's been awesome he's been he's been uh, looking into all these like animation studios outside of the US to kind of like handle the heavy lifting but sure he would do all of like the the yeah. writing the directing, the the storyboarding, and like even we, you know, we were like, we're pretty proficient in some animation. Like, it was kind. Of, we kind of had a discussion where it was like, if there was a scene that we were like, you know, it'd be cool to just animate Rake, you know, jumping from here to here. Rake is the main character. Um, then like, let's do it. And like, you know, we're like, I love. I don't know if you guys parallaxing scenes, background scenes, making like a two D thing, make looking that like you know, yeah. you're like you're you know, you're giving that that depth of you yeah. like I love doing that. Yeah, I like for some reason it just makes me really happy inside yeah and i was like if there was one scenic scene in like every couple of episodes that i could animate yeah i would be a happy camper yeah, yeah. and so like but we would have the ability to do that so yeah i mean we're making the call that's right yeah, so that's like there's there's not some you know studio with all this red tape that we have to kind of go through yeah to kind of get this stuff figured out i mean that, that's yeah i mean that's the dream it is really yeah. a dream and i mean if this thing actually gets funded like it would be a total game changer. Well, and, and, yeah. you know, we've, and we've also had discussions like, what if this thing lasts for a season? But it's like, at least we have that season. Yeah, for sure. At least yeah. we have like, yeah, it's a bit. and then we have like the eyes and the ears of this huge audience yeah. that like have, have watched it. And, and yeah, so it's, it's just been like a, I mean, 
we've been doing this for so long. We know that like, we can't, you know, we still got to do what we're doing with clients and yeah, stuff like that. And yeah. still like kind of grinding over there, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, it's a very exciting thing to, to kind of dream about and kind of be like, and I, I, and, and I mean, we even had discussions about like, you know, if this interesting doesn't happen, like, what do we do yeah. after that? You know, sort of saying like, what is the, what does it look like for the Axman Chronicles? Do we build up a... Because we had kind of before... And that's why I've been working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you guys... Are you guys taking baths? Are you guys taking applications? Like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we were we were kind of going down the road of building up, like, a, a YouTube page for Axman Chronicles before the sort of, like, angel stuff started to kind of snowball mm-hmm. into what, it, what happened and kind of creating micro micro content and building of an audience in that way because i mean and that we were talking about shaving down episodes to like three to five minutes and, and stuff like that so something that we could handle in in-house yeah. sure. and building up like an audience because i mean a lot of times it seems like there are those you know little you know possibilities that like you build some build up like an audience on youtube and they you know somebody snatches it you know, right, right yeah i feel like the the overarching theme of everything I've heard you guys say is like, it's just audacity. And you're challenging me to be more audacious as we have this conversation. Cause I feel like, yeah, just everything that you guys said, it's just audacity. Um, and, uh, I just want to quickly just take a moment. Um, we'll put a link in the description of this episode. Please go check out the Axiom Chronicles. Look at the, the first episode I assume will be up on the page somewhere. You'll read link to it. Yeah, they, call it they call it a torch on, okay. on Eagle Network. Okay, um, yep. And I, it's basically your um, your pitch video. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll have a link in the description. Please go check it out. Support financially if you are able to. Let's help make this thing a reality. Cause yeah, it's gonna yeah. be amazing. Thank you. So Thank you. Appreciate that. Heck yeah. Awesome. And then the question would be just how long, like how long did it take to not hang this up? Obviously you spend a lot of time investing in it, yeah. your team, employees, paying them to work on it. I mean, how many years and then now finally you're getting the attention on this project? Yeah, I mean, that question in and of itself always makes me a little bit nauseous because I think it got all the hours and time yeah. and effort and, and salaries that have been paid to yeah. make this thing a reality. Um, and, you know, it's it's weird. I. I wish I had a good answer for that other than just like, uh, just the sheer passion to, to see this thing come to light. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I, I think this may sound cheesy, but like, I, I love doing this with this group of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I love to see this stuff happen. I love to see like the small little wins of like seeing a scene get done and of us all sit around and crowd around a computer. It could be one shot, it could be one animation, one little action, but we watch that and it's like, this is real. We're real actually making this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's just for a pitch or it's just for, you know, our uh, uh, an own our own little test animation, it's it feels so real. And I think like seeing those little incremental steps towards the reality is what keeps us going. Mm-hmm. And the little wins in between like we've had lots of failures with this we've had lots of minnows we've had lots of like it's cool but you know what i mean yeah and and that's hard it's hard to get that at you know time and time and time and time again we've been doing this since 2015 with the new marvel working on this project a lot so it's eight years yeah and um 
I feel like we're finally there. And I, I think that's like kind of a lesson in, in anything like this. Like if you really want something to happen, if you really want to try to see, I mean, it's always the stories, right? You, you sure you got some of these rare occasions of this overnight success of somebody like producing something and then like within 24 hours, it blow up and being you know, this huge sensation. Yeah. But those are few and far between. I mean, most of the people that are successful have worked on this thing for years. You know what I mean? They've they've really like, uh, you know, honed in on their craft and excelled in, in their own personal growth to get to this place. And they've had a lot of failures. You know what I mean? How many entrepreneurs do you be talked to over the years that have been like, I failed over and over and over and over and over oh, until all I finally got it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I finally hit it. It's not, and the thing is like, the, a lot of times these stories will come out it's like you know this overnight six sensation and they don't see all the work that was put into it yeah. and and so like for us this may not even be it angel studios might not be the thing for this show yeah and that's okay not i mean really like i've kind of come to terms with that am i going to be sad and depressed for like at least a week yeah like but the thing is like there's also there I mean, you know there's no shortage of ideas you know uh, like Sean said, we have like seven other pitch decks ready to go with other animated series. And we've built great relationships through this. We've built made amazing connections. And that that is a huge part of this too. Like those part of those wins are not just like, you know, yeses. It's not just like successes here and there. It might be a yes with like, sure, I'll f- connect with you on LinkedIn. Yeah. That's a big win for me. Yeah. yeah. Got, like, you know what I mean? Uh, a, a studio exec that's willing to look at this thing. That's that's a massive win. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, and you and also you guys you guys need to know you're you're part of that like connection that we've made. Like we throw your guys' name around a lot in the office. I mean, not just like, hey, we should use the studio space, which is yeah, we do that too. <laughs> Which we're grateful that you yeah, yeah. But like, we, I mean, there's projects where we're like, hey, should we bring glory guys in on that? Like, I mean, even with this passion thing that we're going to meet, meet about next Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, offline uh, conversation. Yeah, offline conversation. <laughs> but it's just like, it's, it's, you know, I think we've been doing this for so long. We just realized like, we, we, we can't do this by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, and I think you guys are learning that at a way younger age than we are when we did, which is a really good thing. Even by the time you're in our age, you'll probably have like a vast network of awesomeness and, and stuff like that. But it's like, um, just, you know, just to let you guys know, I think like we do, we look at your guys' word, we're like, these guys, they've got it, you know, and if they can harness that and, and get that, that those clients to really like, Understand the value. Understand that's like, well, you guys are. I mean, that's the thing is like, you're not just in the process of it. You're actually doing it. You know what I mean? Like having that caliber client come to you guys. This is like encouragement time. Yeah. 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 Encouragement time. I think that with this, like you guys are there. You guys are like building up that client base. You guys know what you want too. You know, that's a, that's a big difference with a lot of other studios that are going out there. They're like, yeah, we want, we want to, you know, start doing just some cool stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you guys have a plan, you guys have a vision. You have goals. You have goals. <laughs> just like, we didn't have any goals. We're just like, no, we just beginning. want, like, want work. So yeah. Like, we didn't have Nike. They were like, and most time it's like, uh, you, I mean, with some of the stuff that we've we've done it's like yeah you can't you can't put that on your reel or easy yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Like, cool for sure like, all right i guess we did that yeah but um 
but seriously, does like I think that you guys are like Sean said, like you guys are are making strides in the right direction, and you're making really really smart choices right now that will in turn like very quickly pay off. You know what I mean? And you're asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. You know, even having something like this, which you know I know has been a passion of yours, like it's it's awesome. It's like it's, it's giving you guys uh, um, yeah. A niche and a a place in in, in this community specifically, even locally. But like you guys are doing something different, and I think that's really really commendable. So thank thank you. you. Encouragement. Yeah. Encouragement. No, that means a lot. Yeah. um, Honestly, any encouragement coming from you guys? You, I knew about your company. I think first of probably any other video companies in Omaha, and you've always been like this the gold standard um to us um locally and and something to to stride toward and yeah. so we appreciate you guys just making us better and yeah i, I just remember that the you guys were like some of the first people i ever met when i moved to omaha the only people i knew in omaha were working at the mastercraft it's great and so it was kind of crazy like yeah because i remember i think we talked about this recently or whatever but i borrowed a camera from you guys yeah. i didn't even know what c-log was and you guys had a camera in c-log and i filmed a wedding in c-log and not C-log and all that one. <laughs> oh, so messy. It's terrible. But I mean, it's just cool to see like how far we've all sure came. Yeah, right. Literally like, you know, barring a DSLR and not knowing how to use it because I was so used to just like my Osmo. <laughs> you know, like it's just crazy. It, it's cool to see like just the continued growth and yeah. and we're not in the Mastercraft anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful that I'm not there because that was a whole different story. But yeah, um, just seeing the growth and the cool things that we're able to do. And now we're like able to link up and collaborate. And yeah, we don't want to do this alone. I think for a long time, we've, we were very protective over our, our brand and our, our stuff and who we let in and right. who we let influence because we wanted to do our own thing. We're really trying to pave a new way. We don't want to go with the crowd. And so it's cool that um, we've gotten to this place now where like, okay, we know who we are, our brand, you know, our identity, everything that we believe in and what, want to do, have goals for, for whatever. But now we can start kind of collaborating and bringing people in. And it's been cool that you guys have kind of been that for us. And, and it's honestly a blessing that you guys even take the time to grab coffee with us and yeah. share, you know, trade secrets and stuff like that. So it's you know awesome. what I love most about you guys, you bet on people. Yeah, that's so inspiring to me because Sick. I feel like I don't do a very good job of that. Um, but just hearing like the Axion Chronicles, you saw Dylan's drawings and you believed in Dylan and you bet on Dylan and you bet on your team. And that is yeah. so uncommon. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to say that because that's extremely inspiring to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that when it comes to taking those risks and stuff, like th- that's what... That's that's what sets you apart. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, it's those, and, and it doesn't have to be this crazy, like super expensive risk. It might just be a lot of time, you know. Mm-hmm. Or like, and and it might be an experiment up front to see, okay, how much time is this actually going to take? And you get into it, you're like, okay, this is a lot of time. I don't think it's worth it right now. Let's shelve this idea. Yeah, but if it's enough to where you can actually create something to get the word out or whatever it might be, it's probably worth doing. Because it's not really going to build your portfolio of stuff that mm-hmm. is not client work. Yeah, right. Mean? Um, and I do think that like one thing that's really really important is is developing that niche. It is developing like what is the thing that that sets Glory Studios apart mm-hmm. from everybody else. You know what I mean? Like for Edison, we we kind of have that at this point. Which it's it's what what are they say animation and yes the 
you know, storytelling through live action, or we do a lot of storytelling videos, then that's like for us and not necessarily, you know, talking head per se, but we try to do very story driven narratives. I mean, it's that we just, I think over the past couple months, we've had like literally a couple of discussions because we've had clients come to us and they're like, oh, we want to do this, like talking head piece. Can you send us stuff they've done recently talking about it? And like, we can't because for so and that's so we probably done so yeah, we had this yeah, yeah yeah it's like i was like to a point like where like we there was a it was you know mainly me being like stubborn but like you know they were like literally like there was a time where you know Luke would be like hey we're crunching it's a it's a talking piece i'd be like nope bro <laughs> like can we can we pitch them something else and it was you know, it was during that time where it was like we just need work to eat yeah and stuff but i like i was just dumb like i i think i it was one of those those moments where i was just like we that's all we were doing because like because you're at a point where clients were constantly coming to you and they're like hey we saw this talking headpiece where the ceo is talking and like that's what we want to do and you're like no that's a horrible idea it's like, it's like that's a really bad idea so like we literally and you know we have discussions like you know sometimes that is like it's okay to do it you know talking that pin. sometimes it is good to hear right from that person because they're the expert or whatever but it's like that used to be like when we were coming up in video production i feel like that was like the only yeah. thing people wanted yeah. to do was talking at pieces so like recently like we were just there was like a couple projects over and they were like can you send over some stuff and we're just like we're looking through old stuff and like something that we've done like maybe five six years ago and then like because we just don't have that. That's not really like mm. what we, um, you know, market ourselves as. Like we don't put that up on our website because it's like, and it's and it's you can like whatever. Like you almost feel like it's it's a little bit insulting when they're like, "Do you have examples of that?" You're like, "We're setting up a couple cameras and we're asking some questions." Like yes, <laughs> yes, yes, we can do that. Like it's not really that big of a. But not that like we're better than that. Right. But it's like it. It's, you know, and not not that, like, like interview stuff has been done horribly and, like, people don't add us their cameras or something mm -hmm. like that, but I feel like if you know how to frame a shot and, and all the other work that we've done, I feel like an inter like a good interview piece is, is, is pretty standard. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah, kind of like what, yeah. you, what you grow up doing. Yeah, like, in terms of, like, video productions, but usually what you start at doing. Yeah, and I think that, like, again, it's all about niche. It's about, like, what, you, what do you excel at? Like, for us, we do excel at, like, the more story-driven narrative stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we don't necessarily excel at as at interview pieces either. Like, we do it, and we can do it pretty well. It is. But, like, you know, it's like anything. Anything that you do over and over again, you got routine, and you can do it. You can do it pretty well. Yeah, so. Like, anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I have uh, one question, because it's 10, 15 months. <laughs> but uh, what's, like, do you guys have been in this business for a while? Like, what's the dream? I mean... The, these passion projects, you know, are, have been, that has been the dream for a long time is, is to essentially have that bank goal, the studio and have that be what supports us. Um, we'd have the creative control, the creative freedom and all that stuff, you know, all the things that you kind of want as a creator. Right. Um, and so I think that has kind of been the dream. Um, there's some other things out there though, that, me personally, I have, you know, I think it's just about your personal growth too. Like, what do you want personally to excel at? And, and so there's been things for me that I've been exploring just 
you know, outside of this and like writing is one of them. I've been working on, on writing actually some supplementary books for Axiom, <laughs> but that's something that's out of my, you know, you know, typical track. Sure. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, stuff like that. And I think the older I get, the more I'm like questioning, like meaningful stuff too. And so we had decided this, this passion project called neighbors and it was, it's still an amazing idea. And I would love to actually talk to you guys about that too. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's an essentially a, uh, a, a tool for, for refugees. Um, and, um, and it's um, help empower them through giving them resources. And so, uh, you know, I've been, that's something that I, it, it is always in the back of my mind, kind of there burning all. And it's like, I, you know, I really want to go back to that. Cause I don't know why, but for some reason that I was always on my heart and I always know like, you know, I, it's, it's heavy. I want to think about that mm -hmm. on a regular basis. So. Yeah. I think it's hard sometimes. Cause like we live in such a society where like, if you don't have things figured out by the time that you're like 25, then you're fake. <laughs> and I'm going to be 41. But I, I read something a few years ago that was like, oh my gosh, Ang Lee didn't make his first movie till he was 42. Mm -hmm. Like an Academy Award winning filmmaker didn't make his first movie till he was 42. I think awesome. sometimes like we need those life circumstances and we need to like learn a few lessons mm -hmm. and we want to be these like young, like, like young darlings that like come up and like everybody's like, they just know everything. But I just don't think that like a lot of times. I think it takes a lot of life experience yes. and, you know, a lot of failing, yeah. you know, sure. to like, to really get to a point where like, you really, I feel like I'm just now coming into like myself and yeah. the niche that I want to do. Like I, I, I mean, me and we're talking about this all the time. Like we have like, we've had imposter syndrome almost in our entire career, mm -hmm. but I like, I'm okay with being like, I want to be a director. I don't, I don't want to shoot really anything. I don't like like be on camera like i'm okay like i can i can finagle my way around like editing but like it's not like something i would much rather just do like this one thing mm -hmm. and like be like really good at it mm -hmm. and 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 not and have other people that are exciting about directing exciting about producing like i i have a friend her name's katie clone and like we met with her on a project because we literally were we needed a bunch of actors and like most of the time because i i'm friends with a lot of like community theater people like that falls on me but like it coordinating every schedule and stuff like that yeah. is like it's just it's exhausting mm. but we had this project going we're like two projects for one company going on at the same time we're in this campaign and we needed like seven actors and they wanted at least, which is, I mean, it's not like horrible to say, but they, they, they wanted at least a couple of auditions for each part. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about at least 14 people to contact and have them do reads and send them off to, and like, mm -hmm. I just started getting like, you know, an anxiety attack. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, but there are people out there that like, that they love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they, they love producing and it's like, and so, um, moving, I think moving forward with projects that like, you know, we want to do whether it's the Asim Chronicles or whether it's this thing that me and Luke have, have written and are trying to kind of like as, like assemble a team of other creatives to kind of see like hey like what's everybody's interest and stuff like that like we just realized that we just want to do those like one or two things that we really like doing and like yeah. have everybody else shine in in in, in yeah. their areas you know that's that's I mean that's for that is like what 
what I want to do. Like I said, is the the dream. I think, but uh, along with like passion stuff, like, I mean, I don't think Edison proper would go away for a while. It's not like we were just like at some Chronicles be like, and then we just kind of like a unbelievable to tie to it. And then, you know, like it wouldn't be that. But, you know, I think like we know enough people, I know you guys, we know, we know Jacob Willis from Ren Media. Yeah. Like, you know, even Lauren Abel, like we, we know all of these people that we can be like, hey, like here's some, some work, you know, like this is what we can, we can pay you. This is what we've kind of, so it's, I think until like, you know, something is booming. I think Edison proper will always be around in some capacity, you know, for a while until like, you know, we're ready to maybe. And I think like close that chapter, which I don't know what that looks like. Sure. I think we'll continue to do both, you know, sure. But like you asked about the dreams, like personally, those are my personal like things that are like itching in the back of my head. Like collectively Sean Dime, you know, we have been writing this series, this like Hindi series will be basically for YouTube. Um, web series, I guess, but they're like shorts. And, you know, he and I have always talked about making a feature. And I think like, this is our first, or is it not our first, we've done like several shorts at the yeah. time, but like, this would be the first one we were heavily involved together in writing the content and producing it and seeing the whole thing come to, you know, fruition. I mean, mm-hmm. with, uh, with the shorts, like Sean is kind of spearheading a lot of those and, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of managing Edison work or whatever, and we're kind of going back and forth. But like with this one, I feel like this is a one that we're both really, really excited about and doing it together, you know, which is cool. Like it's, it's outside of Edison. It almost feels like, you know what I mean? Um, so that, that is kind of a big goal of ours is to kind of see this, these mini episodes kind of going to light. Thank you guys so much um, for taking your time. I Thank know you guys, hopefully you guys got as much value out of this talk as I did. Cause I mean, I learned so much from you guys and, um, just continue to be inspired by everything that you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, where can we find you on social media so we can see your awesome <laughs> dank meme? <laughs> uh, I us the, the social. I mean, honestly, I think it's just Instagram. I think it's just Edison Creative as our handle. So, mm-hmm. um, who's the meme maker? Usually, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no. Dude, I love. It. I love it. Dude. Every time I just get a little hit of joy. Every time. <laughs> so, make sure you go follow them on social media. And again. Um, check out the crowdfunding campaign for the Axiom Chronicles. Yep. Donate financially if you're able to, but just be supportive, share it um, on your social media. Just yeah. helping spread the word um, can really help. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, thank you. That was a terrible way. Just- <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So solid to see you in there. This lap tries my default. Yeah. What an amazing value packed episode. Luke and Sean from Edison. Once again, make sure you go follow them on social media at Edison Creative to see all of their dank memes and put the link in the description wherever you're watching or listening. Um, go check that link to the crowdfunding campaign. Support, share, um, do anything you can to help spread the word about the Axiom Chronicles. If you do know anybody that would be on this podcast that would be an awesome guest, be sure to email us at theglorieboyspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on any of our social media platforms. We'll see you guys in the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye.